Okay, three, two, one. Oh my goodness. Good morning, good afternoon, whatever it is for you. I hope you're having a fantastic day. My name is Zach Schaumler. This is Strong Opinion Sports, episode 461. What day of the week is it? It is a, it's a Tuesday now. So it's Tuesday morning for you guys. It is almost 1 a.m. for me. Uh, this should come out early morning, Tuesday morning. I love you. I appreciate you. Uh, I'm very excited. Let's talk about something that happened last night, Monday night. Big news uh, to start the show. Aaron Rodgers made an Instagram post last night. I'm going to read you the entire thing. I think it's incredibly noteworthy. Aaron said, here's some hashtag Monday night gratitude for some of the incredibly special people in my life with some pictures from the past, from the last beautiful year. At Shailene Woodley, his former ex-fiance, thanks for letting me chase after you the first couple months after we met. And finally, letting me catch up to you and be part of your life. Thanks for always having my back, for the incredible kindness you show me and everyone you meet, and for showing me what unconditional love looks like. I love you and I'm grateful for you. To the man I got to share the quarterback room with every day. I think, oh, to the men I got to share the quarterback room with every day. Matt, Nathaniel, Luke, Luke Getze, Nathaniel Hackett, Matt LaFleur, Jordan Love, Kurt Benker. You guys made every day so much fun, and I'm so thankful for the daily laughs and stress relief you brought me every week of the year. I love you guys. To the Friday night crew at, uh, Ad, uh, Ad, I assume, Randall Cobb's wife, Ada Cobb, Randall Cobb, uh, Frankie Shebby, David Bakhtiari. I loved every moment we got to spend together this year. Your love and support was overwhelming, and I cherish the friendships I have with each of you. Who's... Ada Cobb, yeah, that looks like uh, it appears to be Randall Cobb's wife. To my teammates, past and current, you are the icing on the beautiful cake we call our job, football. The friendships that we have will transcend our collective time in this game, and I am so thankful for the role that each of you have played in making my life that much better. I love you guys and cherish the moments we've made. To everyone else, spread love and gratitude, you beautiful people, and read a book once in a while, too, while you're at it. Love and peace, and then two hearts. I really love that Instagram post. Um, what's going on there? A lot of people are like, oh, Aaron's retiring. Oh, no, Aaron's going to leave the game. I don't think this is Aaron Rodgers retiring. If reports are correct, it sounds like recently Aaron Rodgers' engagement got called off, whether that was his decision or Shailene Woodley's decision. Who knows? He's, he is the one posting he still loves her, so it kind of gives me a clue it probably was her. Um, I'm a guy, I recently called off an engagement. So I, I, I think I understand a little bit what that's like to feel really committed to someone and have an engagement on the horizon, or, or, or I guess a marriage on the horizon, and then have the relationship go away. When I read that post from Aaron Rodgers, I don't hear a guy retiring or having, I hear a guy having an emotional night, um, probably fighting through some demons, probably hanging out, reflecting, trying to channel negative energy into something positive, which is, like, I think being gracious and kind uh, is one of the most not only helpful ways to get through something, it also kind of can be a sign of someone having a hard time. Um, I know in the hardest times of my life, I've had a lot more empathy for people than ever before. Like, when I'm going through something, I see a homeless guy on the street, and I look at him a little differently. I'm like, man, I, you're going through something too. I get it. And I think this post from Aaron is a sign of a guy uh, in, in a very relatable way. Again, fighting through a little bit of demons. That's all speculation. But he's a guy who's getting ready to probably leave his football team. 
having a relationship come to an end. It's a very wistful late night post. And I love, he, you know, the, the opening picture is that gratitude is wine for the soul. Go on, get drunk. So he thanked uh, Shaylin Woodley's ex-fiance, the quarterback room, his close friends, the Friday night crew. He's sharing love. I like it. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to retire. I think he still has something to prove in the NFL. Um, and I, I, I want to see him win another Super Bowl, or at least go somewhere else and pursue one. And I think his time in Green Bay is likely done. He seems like he wants to be done. But there's a big difference between hating someone and wanting to leave. I don't think Aaron Rodgers hates Green Bay. I think he just wants a fresh start. That's okay. I think actually, um, you know, I, I moved 2,500 miles across the ocean to start a new life. I, I had a totally fresh start. I brought three boxes, two suitcases, and got here with nothing. An empty apartment, nothing to my name, really. And it has been the best thing I could have ever done. There is something really powerful about moving away, having a fresh start, and, and resetting your life. And I think Aaron kind of looks at that and is excited by that. You know, I've been very critical of Aaron in the past, and I stand by the criticisms I've made of the guy. But the one thing I really can understand is a guy who, I don't think he hates Green Bay, but he wants to leave. He wants to give a go out of it somewhere else. And when you have a fresh start, that can be really fulfilling and really energizing and really bring a lot of new um, – love back to the things you're doing. And so I hope Aaron Rodgers leaves Green Bay, uh, not because of anger or a negative emotion, but because I think it'll help him find some peace and, and, you know, kind of find a new way to pursue his NFL career and hopefully enjoy it even more. And one thing that's very clear about Aaron is he very obviously and clearly loves, loves, loves his teammates. He loves the friendships he's built through football. That's undeniable. And I... I just have a lot of soft-hearted tenderness for Aaron Rodgers. I know that um, th this post, again, is a sign of a guy kind of wistful, kind of, I think, trying to share something positive despite, I think, a little bit of heartache in there. He's a complex guy. He has faults. He has strengths. He's an incredible quarterback. And uh, I just uh, was very, very interested in this post. And I think a lot of people are going to be talking about it today. And those are my thoughts. All right, let's talk about some incredible movement. There are going to be potentially... A lot of quarterbacks who move around this offseason through trades or free agency or whatever. Uh, let's go through as many as I can think of that seem like they could move. If there's anybody you think I'm leaving out, let me know. Um, these are the guys who I think have a reasonable chance of actually getting moved. Uh, I did include Russell Wilson. I'm like, ah, we'll see. I don't buy that too hard, but let's go through it. Number one is Jimmy Garoppolo, the 49ers quarterback. This one is very, very likely. There was a conversation moments after the game as Jimmy Garoppolo was walking off the field. Remember, you know, going into the locker room, John Lynch, the 49ers general manager, stopped and gave a handshake to everybody. But it seemed like the moment he had with Jimmy Garoppolo was a long time and a long conversation. And apparently Jimmy G said in that conversation, like, I, I want to go somewhere and show what I can do. And it's pretty clear they're going to move him. Um, in my opinion, Jimmy Garoppolo limited the 49ers and held them back a little bit this year. But he's still... A competent quarterback, he's either an incredible backup, like a very, very, very good backup, or kind of a bottom-tier starter. I think he's a duct-tape quarterback, meaning that he's not your long-term plan, but he can solve – If he can start for you day one if you've got a young quarterback you're developing or Washington or something like that who needs a quarterback for a little while before you – know, while they figure out their long-term plan. Trey Lance is very, very talented, and I believe that the 49ers are – 
looking at what he did on tape and practice this offseason going like, we just got to commit to Trey Lance. He's going to be a work in progress. He's not perfect, but we got to get this guy in the field and develop him because he's way more talented than Jimmy Garoppolo was, and we got to get Trey Lance on the field. There's a sense of urgency there with Trey Lance, and uh, I very strongly believe Jimmy Garoppolo is going to get moved. I think Pittsburgh, I think Tampa, um, Washington, there's a lot of options out there that where teams could use a duct tape level quarterback, and I think Jimmy G is going to go there. Tom Brady. Is Tom Brady retired? I think so. Um, But I could see him in San Francisco. That's his childhood home. I kind of checked that off the bucket list as a dream come true to play quarterback for them. Uh, They need a quarterback. At least Jimmy Garoppolo appears to not be the answer. So whether it's Trey Lance, I I think they're going to go with Trey Lance. But I could see a world where Tom Brady comes out of retirement, gets traded there. They trade Jimmy Garoppolo for Tom Brady and... You know, Tampa gets a starting quarterback. The 49ers get one more year without Trey Lance, but one year with a really good quarterback, Tom Brady, who could push them over the top to a Super Bowl. Remember, they had a deep playoff run. were very capable. Um, I think maybe Indy, you know, you trade Tom Brady to Indy, that could happen. Maybe if Denver couldn't get Aaron Rodgers, Brady could come out of retirement, go there. Um, I don't think Tom Brady is going to play in Tampa next year. You cannot force Tom Brady to play for you. If the Buccaneers refuse to trade him. He'll just say, well, I'm not playing. I retire. He, if he was going to play in Tampa next year, he wouldn't have done what he did and, and make a long statement and say goodbye to the team. And uh, if his career does continue anywhere, it will not be in Tampa, in my opinion. Um, but I, I think he's probably retired. And I don't think Denver's a real option. I'm just kind of throwing that out there. I think if Brady does play next year, it will be in San Francisco or in Indianapolis. And uh, I lean towards Indy because the 49ers have Trey Lance, a young quarterback that they like. Let's talk about Indy. How about Carson Wentz? It appears like the Indianapolis Colts are done with Carson Wentz in Indy. They're just like, look, we we did it for a year. It didn't work. He didn't elevate our team the way we thought he would. I thought that the two biggest moves last offseason were the Rams getting Matthew Stafford and the Colts getting... Carson Wentz. It appeared to me like Carson Wentz would have an impact on the Colts and elevate them to a Super Bowl level. It didn't happen. It worked for Stafford. It didn't work for Carson Wentz. The Colts are very frustrated. Um, You know, I am curious where he could go. Um, Who wants Carson Wentz? Like, where could he go that a team will actually want him to play for them? I think Tampa is an option. Um... Maybe you trade him for Deshaun Watson. Because here's the thing. You can't just trade Carson away. you got to get a quarterback in return. Like, Indy can't have no quarterback for next year. Carson's better than nothing. So who has a quarterback they can trade in return for Carson Wentz? I think if you make a massive deal and maybe you trade Russell Wilson, a couple first-round picks, uh, Quinton Nelson, something like that, that is potentially possible. Aaron Rodgers, maybe. I think the most likely answers are... Tom Brady or a Matt Ryan or Deshaun Watson. But, um, I mean, look, the Colts are going to have a hard time moving him because the problem is who really wants him and who has a quarterback they can give to Indy in return for him. So, um, you know, Indy's going to have to make a big offer to get rid of Carson. They're going to have to, you know, to upgrade a quarterback from Carson Wentz to a guy like Russell Wilson will require a lot of draft capital in that trade. You've got to give up a lot to Seattle to get a guy like Russ. So, um, I don't, we'll see what happens there. How about Russell Wilson? Will he get traded out of Seattle? I would be absolutely shocked if that happened. 
but his name does keep coming up. I, I I saw a report the other day. Apparently, Washington is pushing really hard to get him. That'd be kind of fun to see him go from Seattle to Washington, the two Washington teams in the NFL. Um, I do think it's kind of crazy. People don't respect Russell Wilson. Like, for some reason, he had a bad year last year, or the team was bad, uh, and suddenly he's terrible. Like, remember, Aaron Rodgers once had a couple bad years in Green Bay when the team was bad around him. Like, Every quarterback in the NFL needs help, including superstar quarterbacks. I, sorry, but you put Patrick Mahomes on, I don't know, who's terrible right now? The Jets, like, he's not the same. Sorry, he needs Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Every quarterback in the NFL needs help. And uh, it's a little bit weird. People, like, forget that Russ is an incredible quarterback and an elite quarterback and on a really good football team is a Super Bowl contender easily. I would love to see Russ on a good team. He's 33 years old. I... I really believe in the guy. I don't. I think he's kind of wasting good years in Seattle. I think he already wasted a majority of his, the prime of his career in Seattle with a team that wasn't supporting him very well. Um, I don't think it's going to happen, but I the dream scenario could be, and this is not a great team, but it'd be kind of fun to see you know Brian Dable, the new head coach in New York for the Giants, coaching Russell Wilson. Like, can you imagine Brian Dable's offense that worked so well with Josh Allen being run by? Russell Wilson. That sounds really fun to me. I would watch that. Must watch TV. And so I don't think Russ is going to get moved. It's going to take a really big offer to trade him away. Uh, but the right deal potentially could. And so keep your eye on that. And of course, there's also the uh, Ciara, his wife. Uh, my friend, I was talking to her last night. She's going to Vegas to watch a Ciara concert, uh, I believe in May. Like it's so she is a performing actress. She wants to be somewhere cool. I think, you know, Russ has to approve of the trade in order for it to happen. If you trade Russ to Cleveland, he's probably going to say, no, I don't want to be there. That's not going to happen. But New York is a place I think Russ would approve of a trade to. And uh, just keep your eye. I'm curious if Russ will move or not. I think no, but, you know, we'll check in. It'd be wild and fun. Very crazy to see a 33-year-old incredible quarterback like Russell Wilson get traded this offseason. How about Aaron Rodgers? Will he get moved this offseason? It seems like he is saying goodbye to Green Bay. Um, I do not think he retires. I think he's eager to prove that he can still play at a high level and uh, not just win MVPs, but also win a championship. Denver really wants him. The Denver Broncos hired Nathaniel Hackett to be their next head coach to help lure him to Denver. He's the former Packers offensive coordinator. Uh, If Aaron goes anywhere, I believe it will be Denver. Indy's a dark horse. I could see the Colts trading, you know, Carson Wentz and a, a couple b- big, mo- you know, players or picks or something like Carson Wentz and Quinton Nelson and, 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 and Darius Leonard, maybe. I, I don't know. Something like that for Aaron Rodgers could happen, and that'd be very interesting and exciting. Uh, I think Aaron will move, but I think it's most likely just to Denver. It's the only option really for him to go to. It's kind of a crazy year where no one really – feels safe in the NFL. Unless you're a young quarterback who just got drafted like Trevor Lawrence or Zach Wilson or Mac Jones, like it's too early to give up on a guy like that. Um, or like, you know, the, you know, yeah, Justin Fields is safe in Chicago, for example, or these really young superstar quarterbacks like Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert. Those guys are all safe too, but everybody else is like, it's a, it's a, it's a wild West out there. Like everybody's up for grabs and everybody feels like potentially could get traded or moved. This offseason, there's going to be potentially seismic movement in the NFL this offseason. I really want to see Matt Ryan traded. I think Matt Ryan is wasting the last good year or two he has. 
in Atlanta on a rebuilding football team. I would love to see him get out of Atlanta. He's on a big contract, though. It's going to be hard to trade him away. Nobody wants to trade for Ryan Tannehill. Like, a lot of people are like, oh, is Ryan Tannehill going to get moved? But, like, who wants him? Who's going to pay Ryan Tannehill his big contract and make a move for him when I don't think— I think he's a limited quarterback who couldn't win on a good football team last year in Tennessee. So, you know, the Titans are stuck with Ryan Tannehill. Deshaun Watson is a big name in the trade conversations. I believe he will most likely get moved eventually. But we're waiting on legal stuff. Like, he's very talented, but we're just waiting to see how all the legal stuff with Deshaun Watson works out. And when and if it ever does, I think we could see him return to the NFL. Um, I think the NFL would want him back in the league. Like, he's a very talented player. And, you know, the more talented quarterbacks you have, the better it is for the NFL. Uh, I don't see a reality where he doesn't get allowed to play, assuming nothing horrible is the outcome of that, uh, the legal stuff. So uh, we'll see, but I, I, there's no end in sight there. So we'll just, I, I don't know what could happen next year, this year. I have no idea, but Deshaun Watson's name is certainly out there, um, but no one's going to make a move for him until his future is uh, you know, fully cemented and, and he has a chance to really come back to the NFL. Like It's too risky to make a big trade for him and then have him get kicked out of the league or suspended for two years or something crazy like that. I am hoping that Baker Mayfield, the Browns quarterback, gets traded or moved. Uh, He had a bad year in Cleveland, and they're a football team that is capable of winning. They're ready to win. He was the problem last year. Like, I'm I'm sorry. I I like Baker. I don't hate the guy. Uh, But he needs, at minimum, a fresh start. Like, he's actually in danger of being a bust, where he reminds me a little bit of Mark Sanchez, a guy who had some early success, is okay, did some good stuff, but probably isn't going to have any long-term success in the NFL. And that's, that's sad because Baker, I think, is capable of, of working in the NFL. Uh, he hasn't worked in Cleveland. And so I don't know where he could go. I think a team, if you could convince Seattle to trade, you know, Russell Wilson for Baker Mayfield and then a couple other players, and if you can help Seattle rebuild their football team, Give them Baker, who at minimum can be a duct tape quarterback for a year or two while you figure out your long-term plan. Um, I can see something like that happening, but it's going to be hard for Cleveland to trade Baker and get an upgraded quarterback, given how bad Baker has played uh, last year. Now, there are three quarterbacks that could get moved that are, I think, very unlikely, but not impossible. And so I, I hear their names brought up a lot. They're worth mentioning. Uh, number one is Derek Carr, the Raiders quarterback. A lot of people I see, he's not a top five quarterback. And because he's not incredible, he's on the trade block, it seems like. They're like, well, we don't love him, but we like him. So a lot of NFL teams are like, hey, you know, like Browns fans are like, could we trade Baker for Derek Carr? Uh, Vikings fans are like, could we trade Kirk Cousins for Derek Carr? Like a lot of people want Derek Carr because he's better than most quarterbacks. And it seems like there's actually a shot he could get moved. I don't think he he gets traded, though. They got a new head coach, Josh McDaniels, in Vegas. I would imagine he's probably very excited to work with Derek Carr. Derek Carr is also the heart and soul of that Raiders franchise. They made the playoffs last year despite having a terrible year with a lot of controversy and problematic stuff off the field. They did that because of Derek Carr's leadership and what he brought to the team. I can't imagine Derek Carr not playing for the Raiders next year, but his name keeps getting brought up. It's worth mentioning. How about number two, Kirk Cousins? Another quarterback who I, I don't think gets moved. Again, very similar to the Raiders. 
They just got a new head coach in Minnesota, Kevin O'Connell. I would imagine, again, he's excited to work with Kirk. Like, he got hired to get the most out of Kirk Cousins and the offensive potential in Minnesota with Dalvin Cook and Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. So it's very unlikely Kirk Cousins gets moved. I would only trade him away if you can get a true upgrade at quarterback. If you can get a guy like Russell Wilson, that'd be exciting. But can you convince Seattle to part ways with Russ for enough draft capital and Kirk Cousins? I don't know. Uh, He's a good quarterback, not a great quarterback, but Kirk is a lot better than people I think realize. His problem is that he appears to get really nervous and anxious at the end of games in big moments. And that's a real thing. He just appears to tense up um, and... I, that's my, that's my analysis. I just, I look at him, I go like, that's a guy whose face doesn't look poised, doesn't look confident, doesn't look comfortable. Uh, And we see often him throw interceptions or have big mistakes in big moments at the end of games. So, um, you know, I I think he's a guy in his head a little bit and probably needs a sports psychologist to help him. Another unlikely, but not impossible quarterback who could get moved is Kyler Murray, the Cardinals quarterback. I think, this is probably the most unlikely guy to get moved. He probably stays in Arizona. You know, normally he'd be secure the same way that Joe Burrow is secure in Cincinnati, that no one expects Justin Herbert or Patrick Mahomes to get traded or Josh Allen. He's this young superstar quarterback. However, there was some drama this offseason already in Arizona with Kyler Murray. He scrubbed his entire Instagram, removed all his posts mentioning or with the Arizona Cardinals in it. Um, apparently Arizona is challenging him a little bit behind the scenes. They want him to be a better leader. They want him to handle adversity better and speak up and be a galvanizing force rather than being quiet and sulking when things don't go well. I believe they mend the relationship in Arizona. I do not believe Kyler Murray is going to get traded out of Arizona. Uh, but Hey, if that does happen, I am all ears and, uh, th- that's a potential move where you could trade a guy like Derek Carr for Kyler Murray. Kirk for Kyler Murray. Like, these are all guys kind of at a similar position where they're really good. We're not sure exactly how good they can be. Um, I think Kirk is probably the worst between Derek Carr, Kyler Murray, and um, Derek Carr. But Derek Carr is a way better leader than Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray is way more talented than Derek Carr. I don't know. Um, but keep your eye on that. I, I think Kyler Murray probably stays in Arizona. I don't think they would allow him to leave. Uh, maybe they gave him a new contract. Maybe they just have a conversation behind the scenes. I don't know, but I don't see a reality where Kyler Murray gets moved out of Arizona. Uh, now the last one I want to talk about, this is one quarterback who will not get traded. And I am 1000% sure it's not going to happen. Like Sam Darnold, the Carolina Panthers quarterback is not going to get moved because nobody wants Sam Darnold. Carolina doesn't love him. They wanted him to show he was a franchise quarterback last year. He did not. It was a huge disappointment. They were looking for new options at quarterback. But they did give him a contract extension. So in Carolina, Sam Darnold has an expensive contract. He also played bad. And uh, I am 1,000% confident that the Carolina Panthers are stuck with Sam Darnold in Carolina. Let's go back to a topic I, I, I briefly mentioned, but I really want to dive deep into Is Tom Brady actually retired? It's a question you see pop up a lot. Uh, We're going to learn a lot. A a new episode of Man in the Arena, the Tom Brady documentary series, the final episode will come out in April. That should be very telling as to his mindset, or at least give a little bit of insight there. I, I just go back to, though, whether Brady thinks he's retired or not. 
when when August comes around and training camp is going on and the preseason is starting and you see all these posts and quarterbacks doing stuff, I think Brady could be in Costa Rica or Argentina or on a beach somewhere looking at his phone, feeling a sense of urgency where he's like, hmm, I'm watching training camp and there's, there could be a moment of realization where Brady feels like, you know, this really could be my last opportunity to ever play quarterback in the NFL. Am I really done? I, he's going to have to at least second guess himself in, in August. And if he waits, he might be too old. So next year could be really the last year Tom Brady could ever even physically play quarterback in the NFL. If you take a year off, it's hard to come back. And, you know, and that's a year off of the training and the diet and taking care of himself. And um, if he gets laxed on that stuff, I think his body could deteriorate very quickly. And so one opportunity for Tom Brady, I think if he wanted to go to San Francisco, knocked on the door, hey, uh, John Lynch, 49ers offensive coordinator, this is Tom Brady. Look, I think you guys are a quarterback away from a Super Bowl. My name's Tom. I grew up in the Bay Area. They were my childhood favorite team. It's a bucket list thing for me. I'd love to play in San Francisco for the 49ers. I know you got Trey Lance. Let me come in, be your quarterback for a year. We can win a Super Bowl. I can develop Trey Lance. Everybody wins. And the Buccaneers need a quarterback for next year, so let's trade Jimmy Garoppolo for me. You get Gronk and me, and then you'll have Gronk and George Kittle at tight end playing with Tom Brady. I think that's possible. I, I, I certainly think if Tom Brady called John Lynch, he'd answer the phone and there'd be a conversation there, no doubt. And Tom Brady's done basically everything he wants in his career. He might as well try to be his hometown team's starting quarterback. That'd be kind of cool. Bucket list, you know, check that off. Here's the problem. The problem is the 49ers have a young quarterback waiting in the wings, Trey Lance. A very, very talented young guy. And the 49ers might choose to say, look, we love you, Tom, but we're just ready to commit to Trey Lance right now. We don't want to wait another year before we play him. We got to figure out what he can do and develop him. And he's really talented. We think with reps, he can play and do well. So uh, Trey Lance might throw a wrench in that entire idea of, Tom Brady coming out of retirement and going to the 49ers. How about the Colts? Tom Brady and the Indianapolis Colts, that team has a shot at a Super Bowl. Got a good defense, a good offensive line. They're on the ball well. You trade Brady and Gronk for Carson Wentz and something else. I don't know. The Colts need a quarterback. Tampa needs a quarterback. I think that could be a great marriage. Uh, do they have the receiving weapons that Tom Brady really wants or needs in Indy? Not really. Michael Pittman's pretty good. Although, look, the draft is coming up. You could make some moves in free agency if and, – and, look, I think Tom Brady would attract a a good receiver or two in free agency if you went there. So I think Indy's not impossible for Tom Brady to play there next year. Uh, Denver maybe if they can't get Aaron Rodgers. I just really do not see Tom Brady going back to Tampa Bay. Tom Brady already left Tampa. He, he said goodbye. He made a whole Instagram post. He, and people will say, well, he's under contract to play for the Buccaneers next year. You can't force a guy to play for you. Tom Brady has so much power right now in the NFL. He knows his worth. If you say, Tom, we're not going to let you go somewhere else, he'll say, then I retire. I'm not going to play for you. And if you have a chance, if you're Tampa, you have no quarterback, or you can trade Tom Brady for Carson Wentz or Jimmy Garoppolo. Wouldn't you rather have Jimmy Garoppolo than nothing? I think that um, a I, I don't see Tom Brady going back to Tampa, and I think Tampa 
because of desperation at the quarterback position, would be willing to trade Tom Brady to get somebody else who can play for them next year and give them a shot at winning. So I'm going to call my shot right now. If Tom Brady plays next fall, Tom Brady comes back out of retirement to play in the NFL. The only two places I see him playing, I'm very confident in this, the only two places Tom Brady might come out of retirement to play for is Indy, the Colts, or the San Francisco 49ers, his hometown childhood team. I don't see him going anywhere other than Indy or San Francisco, and those are the two teams I could see him going to if he comes out of retirement. Okay. Um, the XFL made an announcement. Actually, the XFL and the NFL made a joint statement together, and basically it outlined how the XFL will test new ideas for the NFL. That's new rules, that's equipment, that's safety measures, officiating, all kinds of stuff. They're going to be a test bed for new NFL ideas. I made a connection when The Rock was on the field at the Super Bowl introducing the LA Rams and the Cincinnati Bengals. I said, hmm, remember, that's, John, that's not just The Rock, the American actor, the star of Fast and Furious and Moana and all kinds of stuff. That's also The Rock, XFL owner The Rock, introducing the Super Bowl. I was like, huh. That points towards a collaboration potentially between the NFL and the XFL. They're already working together. You would have never seen the former owner of the XFL, Vince McMahon, <laughs> at the Super Bowl introducing the Rams or the Bengals. I was like, huh, that's interesting. And so when this got announced, a lot of people sent me messages on Instagram. They're like, hey, Zach, you called it. Look, you're right. The XFL and the NFL are collaborating. And I, I appreciate the messages. I I think there was a breadcrumb there, right? There was a clear, why is the XFL owner introducing the Super Bowl? There's more going on here than, than just that. So especially because it felt a little bit out of place, a little weird, like a little bit forced. Now, I love the XFL. The XFL is, it was, you know, 2020 was a very, very hard year. The XFL was probably my favorite thing from that year. I went to a lot of XFL games in 2020 before the Rona shut the league down. It was great football. I loved evaluating the quarterbacks. Josh Johnson was incredible there. Um, I traveled to New York. I went to a New York Guardians game. I went to a lot of games in Seattle. I traveled the country. I went to XFL games. I got access there. They were great to me. I thought it was a wonderful opportunity for young players to put stuff on film and also get paid. And it was sad. It was so heartbreaking. The XFL was doing very, very well until the Rona derailed it and kind of destroyed the league. And it felt very unfair at the time. I was like, man, if only this once-in-a-lifetime thing hadn't happened, the XFL probably would still be here and still going. The overtime rules were fun. And what, what's happening here is that partnering with the XFL brings – partnering with the NFL, excuse me, brings the XFL closer to being an official minor league of the NFL, which I love that. Uh, I think that's good because you can either work – with the NFL or against the NFL. There isn't really another option. And despite a lot of people's, uh, I think, the illusion and the, the, the silly idea that the XFL could actually dethrone the NFL. Like some people hate the NFL and they're like, oh, the XFL is great. Let's watch the XFL instead. That's a small minority of people. The XFL is never going to dethrone the NFL. Like taking the NFL head on, head on to be incredibly stupid for the rock and his team there uh, running the XFL and developing the XFL. I think if you can use the NFL for funding and collaborate with them, 
the XFL is more likely to survive if they can bring value to the NFL. The NFL wouldn't be competing against them. They would probably give them funding and money and help them. Uh, so I think it's a great move for the XFL for the stability and survivability of the XFL. They have to be on the same side as the NFL collaborating with them. It's going to give them a lot better opportunity to make it and survive long-term as a league. And I think there's a market here where I think there's a need, not only an opportunity for players to show what they can do, but it's good for the development of the game. It's good for young players to get an opportunity to get better for backups who don't play all year to finally play in real live game reps. Um, It could potentially replace the preseason. It could be, uh, a place for the NFL to test new rules and equipment and ideas. Like it's, it's actually wonderful. Again, bringing value to the NFL really helps the XFL. And uh, I love, love, love to see a potential collaboration, or actually, I guess, a confirmed announced collaboration between the NFL and the XFL. Um, oh, man, let's drink some water before we get into this because it's a painful one. The NBA All-Star Game weekend just happened, and uh, the All-Star Game, it just, it wasn't that great. There was really no defense played, no intensity. Um, It just felt like guys on the court screwing around and shooting threes and jacking up bad shots, and I was watching an interview uh, with the late, great Kobe Bryant, and he was sharing his vision for the All-Star Game and what he liked about it, and he sold it as potentially the greatest pickup game of all time, which could be must-watch TV. And it's very sad because that attitude of Kobe Bryant is gone. We now have LeBron and Steph Curry, and it's guys kind of just screwing around. Nobody wants to get hurt, which I can't blame them there, guys wanting to protect their bodies and not risk injury. But still, it's sad that nobody takes pride in their performance. Like, nobody's putting on a show in the NBA All-Star Game, and to really see the best players on the court competing against each other and giving full effort and intensity, that sounds really fun, but we're not going to get that anymore. It feels like the NBA All-Star Game is just kind of slowly dying on the vine. And there's nothing more, you know, kind of telling about the death of the NBA All-Star Game than the NBA Dunk Contest, which is completely dead. The NBA Dunk Contest this year was boring. It was not very good. It was, it was a disappointment, man. And... 2016, in my opinion, was the peak of the NBA dunk contest where you had Aaron Gordon against Zach uh, Levine, and it was fun. It was exciting. There were creative dunks, and it was just really cool. But remember, 2016 is a very different world than today in 2022. Now in a world with TikTok and cool dunks on YouTube and content creators whose entire job is to come up with cool, interesting, exciting, fun dunks on YouTube, like... It makes the actual NBA dunk contest feel old, outdated, and a bit boring. And I think if you want to have a dunk contest, NBA All-Star Weekend, how about you invite the people on YouTube doing crazy stuff? Like, if you want to put on a show, invite the people that actually do it for a living to put on a show. Don't have backup NBA players who don't have very exciting ideas do boring bad dunks or miss dunks altogether. I just, I don't know, it's... The NBA All-Star Game either needs to die or have a massive seismic change because it's just the All-Star Game isn't great. The dunk contest isn't great. And uh, I I appear it's just going to keep getting worse, not better. Like at this point, the only – the NBA as a whole seems like the – sorry, the NBA. The MLB, baseball as a whole, feels like the only really intriguing, good, fun, 
exciting all-star game left where guys play an inning or two. They give really good high-level effort for an inning or two when they play. They play 162 games. They're not afraid. What's one more? We're not going to be that afraid of getting hurt. Um, I guess hockey's got a good all-star game too, but man, like the Pro Bowl is bad. The NBA all-star game was pretty bad. Um, I'm, I'm feeling pretty discouraged about all-star games in general right now. And um, oh, the dunk contest was just a really big sign of how far things have fallen for the NBA all-star game. Okay, I want to talk about Panthers head coach Matt Rule. Panthers head coach Matt Rule seems like a really good guy, a guy that I would love to play for, a guy with passion, who cares about his players. Um, but he hasn't been winning in Carolina. In the last two years in Carolina, he went 5-11 and and then 5-12. and He's had a hard time hiring new people. He's viewed as a lame duck coach. Uh, people think he will be fired, so nobody wants to go work for him. Sam Darnold didn't really work. Joe Brady got fired. He was supposed to be the new exciting offensive coordinator. He failed as a Panthers OC. Matt Rule was a good coach in college. He turned around Baylor. He turned around Temple. Um, I like him. I have friends in Carolina. I think that Matt Rule sounds like a great dude to work for. And in another life, I would love to go there and work for them. Uh, and I just wanted to share a little bit that I'm sad that it's not working for Matt Rule in Carolina, because I think he's a guy with a good heart and good intentions who is unfortunately failing in the NFL. And uh, I, I don't have much more to add to that. I just want to tell you I'm sad about that. It makes me um, – I, I feel very bad about that because I really was excited when he got hired, and I, uh, I, I was so hopeful he could be a great coach in the NFL. And it's not working. And when you can't hire ideal people – like if you have – People you're targeting to hire as your assistant head coach, as your assistant coaches, the quarterback coach, the receivers coach, the offensive line coach, the cornerback coach. If you can't hire people who are good hires, and you got to go to your backup backup hire instead, it's really hard to build a, a team and turn things around. And it's just unfortunate the way that he's viewed right now as a lame duck coach because it's really hindering any real chance he potentially has to turn around the Panthers franchise. Okay, uh, remember when. Van Jefferson's lady was having a baby the night of the Super Bowl. They named that baby Champ. Champ Curtis Jefferson. It's a fun name, very versatile. If Champ doesn't like the name Champ, he wants to go by something else. He could go by Curtis, could go by Curdy. Uh, Champ Curtis Jefferson, maybe just go by CC Jefferson. A um, lot of options there. I like the name, kind of a fun little story. And I want to end the show today by recommending you watch the TV show Ted Lasso. It's a sports show. It's on Apple TV. It's $5 a month for Apple TV. I even just used a seven-game or seven-day free trial. Uh, I canceled it before the seven days were over. Jason Sudeikis is a star. He plays the head coach, Ted Lasso, who is a football coach who goes to play soccer, uh, goes to coach soccer, excuse me, in Europe in the Premier League. He's a football coach coaching soccer. It's a, a massive, wild change, and it's a great series, man. It made me cry a lot. I put it up there with Friday Night Lights, where it's a lot more comedy than Friday Night Lights, but it's also very moving and has great characters. And if you are looking for something to watch right now, um, I cannot recommend you watch Ted Lasso enough. It's a great show, heartwarming, moving, made me cry, tears of joy, tears of sadness. It's very relatable for me and some of the stuff I've been through. And um, what a great show. Watch Ted Lasso. It's awesome. And uh, I highly, highly recommend it. Guys, my name is Zach Schaumler. That's all I have. I love you. I appreciate you. I see you. I will see you again very soon. Uh, my best friend is coming into town on Wednesday.
to visit. He'll be here through March 1st. And so um, I will be working some while he's here. I'm going to work a little bit. Uh, but just don't expect me to be putting out a ton of content between now and March 1st. I'll be putting stuff out slowly. Like, you know, we'll go hiking. And when he goes back to his place for the day, I'll probably come home and record an episode. But it's going to be sporadic. It's going to be spread out over a couple of days. I got some film analysis stuff. I got the next episode, 462, basically all outlined and pretty much prepared to go. Um, but just letting you know, if there's a little bit of time between episodes, that's why. It's because I'm spending time with family, and uh, I, I'm very, very excited about that. I need the pick-me-up. And so uh, I love you. I appreciate you. Have a great day. But um bum bam we are done.